I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on at the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. With the 37th, wait, the 45th pick in the 2019 draft, the Dallas Mavericks via the Detroit Pistons, <laughs> via something else, via other things, via more trades happen, and we don't know who's going where, and so many trades are happening all at once. Isaiah Roby, Isaac. What a draft night. What a long draft night. Are we into... I mean, I feel like it's like Friday night at this point. I don't know if I've ever been so confused during a draft. There were so <laughs> many random moves. I literally... Especially in the second round. Who was drafting for... I mean, what was going on? I had I had no clue. But I had uh, my dad's in visiting uh, from Kentucky for a few days. And so it was cool that we got to watch the draft together. And I tweeted this out, but at the beginning of the draft, I was obviously on my phone on Twitter and, you know, the picks come out on, on Twitter first before it hits the TV. So you, well, at le- you at least know who people are focused on, like what teams yeah, are, oh yeah. are focused on, on where focused on them. Uh, so for the first handful of picks for a bit, I was like, yeah, it's going to be, uh, you know, DeAndre Hunter. Darius Garland's coming up, whatever. And every time my dad was like, man, good job. Another one. You got another one. Good job. You got that one, too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so eventually I had to put Twitter up. And uh, Did you tell him? Uh, kind of. Wow. What would your youth group kids <laughs> say about that? Wow. No, no, no. I eventually told him. Did you start betting it, him? Like, hey, I'll give you ten bucks. I bet I can guess, guess the next <laughs> the next pick. Well, eventually, uh, he he definitely knew when it came to the Mavs pick because we were watching, and I was looking at my phone and computer, and he goes, "Hey, don't cheat this time. Let's wait for it together." <laughs> we caught on. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, dang it." That's funny. Uh, but yes, long story short, uh, or back to full circle, Isaiah Roby, Dallas Maverick. Boom, Isaiah Roby. Boom, we're done. <laughs> Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Isaiah Roby is now a Dallas Maverick. Uh, apparently, the Mavericks can't say anything about it, even though they can do it on social media because the trade has to go through. Um, so, man, I feel sorry for all of our media friends that sat there, <laughs> that sat there and got fajitas, which are always great every year. Yes, um, fajitas is nice, nice they, touch. They sat there in the AAC and waited, <laughs> waited. Waited and then the trade got tra- and then the pick got traded, so they waited some more. And then Donnie came out to talk about it, and he couldn't even mention Isaiah Roby's name. <laughs> Feel really bad for them. Okay, Normally but, I'm at but, these things, but I had family in, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna stay stay at home with my dad. He's only here for a few days, and you dodged uh, it. And then I'm looking at him like, huh? Hmm, okay, I'm glad I was at home. Uh, before we get to anything else, Isaac, and and this podcast, guys, is. I'm sorry we didn't get it out as quick as as maybe some of you wanted, but we're going to talk about all of it. We're going to talk about the trades. We're going to talk about the TJ Warren thing. We're going to talk about you know the the players that we got we thought you know got drafted too high or whatever. What we thought about some teams and what they did. We're gonna it's going to be another megapod. I mean Isaac yes. and I will be 
We'll finish it probably 2 a.m. <laughs> so probably uh, East, Eastern time. So before we get to anything, I just want to. Uh-oh. It pains me to do this. I'm ready. We need You're a moment. Not- we need a moment of silence for the second for overall pick in the 2018 draft. Marvin Ulysses Bagley the third. Absolutely decimated, bodied. Yes. Dare I say, taken to school by Damian Lillard. If you have not, go to Damian Lillard's Twitter page. Click on the the SoundCloud link. He is a SoundCloud rapper that has albums. Click on the link that has Marvin Bagley's face on it. And just listen to how one of the best players in the NBA took a now second-year player in the NBA to, to class, told him how to do everything, told him that he was nothing, and just completely left him on the wayside as just a broken, mangled piece of nothing. And if you want to, you can go to Marvin Bagley's Twitter page and see the way that he started all of this with a, uh, a diss track of his own. And oh my gosh, Damien, Damien Lillard just laid waste to Marvin Bagley, and I could not stop listening to that song during the draft. I wonder what Matt George thinks about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we make fun of Matt George from Lockdown Kings more than we make fun of like Trey Young or Travis Schlenk or like anybody else. <laughs> Even more than we make um, fun of Chandler Parsons. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, Marvin Bagley, bro. Yeah, Oof, tough. you just need to give up the rap thing at this tough. point. This is a. This is a. Uh, nobody should go after Damian, Damian Lillard again. So, goodbye. He cannot Marvin take Bagley. the smoke. He could not <laughs> he can, take the smoke. I mean, go listen to what Marvin Bagley put out. It's decent, but it's not like. Yeah, it's not horrible. But it's not pointed either. It's there's yeah, there's a true. different. I'm not obviously not a huge like music you know savant. historian or whatever savant or whatever but there's a difference in freestyle rapping to where you can you can rap and make a point like you can actually say something with what you're saying or you can just rap and you're just saying words and just saying phrases what Damian Lillard did he was able to put all of that together and to make a point Marvin Bagley was just like saying things he had like some lines picked out but Damian Lillard like went straight to the core and just went at it and yes whew, man it was it was tough so okay let's uh now that we've said that and I, i've gotten that out of the way <laughs> you want to talk about isaiah roby first yeah let's let's do roby first then we'll talk about the rest of the draft yeah so let's talk about isaiah roby six eight and a half in shoes so i don't know what kind of shoes he's wearing but it's working for him six <laughs> eight and a half seven foot one wingspan he's 21 years old he's a junior in nebraska he is uh a good defensive player. He's versatile. He can defend out in space. He can uh, he can help on the, off the weak side. He is the first Nebraska player drafted in 20 years. Isaac Harris, play dumb during this. Do you know the last player to be drafted from Nebraska 20 years ago? Brian Windhorst? Okay. I don't know why that guess made me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh. I'll give you a hint. Ooh. He was recently offered a three-year deal, and he wanted a five-year deal from a team that I prefer. I don't know. 
I'll give you another hint. He was almost as bad as Marvin Bagley. Uh, was laid to waste in the playoffs in 2001 in the finals by Allen Iverson when he stepped over him. I'm going to go with Ty Lue. Yeah, it is, it is Tyron Lue was the last player drafted. <laughs> and he last played in the NBA in 2009. He was drafted in 1999. That's hmm. wild. 20 years a player from Nebraska has been drafted. So Isaiah Roby joins the Mavericks. He is also a decent three-point shooter. He shot 33.3% last year. He That's His shot generous. looks pretty... His shot looks pretty decent. Uh, Mike Schmitz tweeted a slow-mo of it when he was scouting him earlier this year. I retweeted that. So you can go look at his jumper pretty close if you want to see it. Interesting interesting prospect. We didn't really like it at first. I feel like now we're warming up to it the more we read about him and, and check up on him. Because obviously we didn't do a profile of him before the draft. Yeah. So Dallas had a 37th pick. It gets to 37. They take the, the kid out of Lithuania. It kind of confused some people. We're like, what's going on? But it then, made sense. Yes, it brand. made sense <laughs> completely. You know, like, all right, this is, uh, I get this. Uh, they traded, they moved back to 45. Then we got even more confusion when Woj and them were tweeting and using 45, but really Dallas is at 45. This is where, when I said it was so confusing, uh, I was there with everyone really confused. Uh, but then, yeah, then it was Isaiah Roby uh, pick for the Mavs and, you know, Roby is, like you said, the 6'8 guy that is um, just this versatile defender. I um, I shared a text with somebody in the Mavs draft room that could be a part of the front office and um, just talking about what that draft pick could look like. And let's just say they're, they're super excited about it. And there was one word that was tossed out to me as far as uh, what they're the most excited about with Isaiah Roby and it was versatility. They're super excited about the versatility that he can bring uh, to these Mavs lineups uh, in the front court on the wing. And that's really when you, when you really look into Roby's tapes, um, you look into just some of his highlights and stuff, his athleticism pops off the page. Um, the shooting thing. Yeah, it does worry me a little bit. And that's the, when, when they got up to Roby there, you know, Schofield went right before the Mavs. We were big Schofield guys. Uh, Bull Bull was still on the board. And I <laughs> I was down to swing for Bull Bull. I, I mean, I was down to swing for him in my mind with uh, with what I know, which is not a ton. Obviously, guys like the Mavericks front office and all these other front offices, they're not swinging for that talent. I mean, and he got drafted, what, 40, was it right after Dallas? or Right, right before us, so it was 44. Yeah, yeah, right before. And so we don't know exactly. I mean, well, actually, we do know because Dallas passed on him at 37. They moved back. But, you know, if all of these front offices are passing, there has to be more to the story um, from everything with that. But from, yeah, from a lot of respects, I'm like, oh, okay. The idea of a talent who could be a top 10 talent and slipping, might as well swing for it. That was my mindset. I'm like, hey, at this point, might as well just swing for a potential at his talent. <laughs> and, um, but there was other guys. Terrence Davis was my pick for the Mavericks. I thought that they would draft. He's a sharpshooter, a wing that shot the ball a crazy percentage from three. So I do get the – so when we drafted Roby, there isn't a um, – I do get – I think – I want to say Kirk tweeted this out, but I did see somebody tweet this out saying he doesn't have like a definable you know skill. Like a Terrence Davis had – 
he could shoot the lights out from three, and you're like, okay, we're getting an outside shooter. Or, you know, fill in the blank. You're getting a Daniel Gafford, who is a rim-rolling center that you know is going to catch lobs. Like, you know exactly what those guys' roles are. Roby is this versatile guy that could be a hybrid of a Finney Smith and Dwight Powell in this, you know, on the, in this rotation. So I think, yeah, but big- okay. All that being said, what's the difference between him and Zion Isaac? I mean, come on. Athletic can kind of shoot. Dunks, One is a God can handle the, the ball. <laughs> um, um, yeah, keep going. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah well, I, I think just the, we, we have preached a lot on this pod. You can never have enough wings. <laughs> Six seven to six nine, you know, anywhere through that range. So I was at least happy it was, you know, it was that and not a small, super small point guard that is like six foot three or six foot two or something like that. I'm like, okay, I'm glad it it was a wing. I'm getting, um, I'm I'll sell myself. It was the three point percentage, the thirty three percent from three. I'm like, okay, that scared me a little bit. But the fact that he's he is a really versatile defender. That is a huge thing um, for this team, and you're gonna ask. You're not asking me a starter, so to come out the bench and be, is this a? Um, what's the word I'm thinking? What's the word I'm thinking for as far as like if Finney Smith leaves, is this insurance for insurance. Finney Smith if he leaves? Yes, and it, if is that the case? If not, I'm down to have them both because well, you can never have enough of these guys. But if that's the case, I think how much of Finney Smith can Roby give you next year? I think that's a valid question. And I think that that is a good point that he is probably going to be a wing for the Mavericks too because he played a lot of five. Uh, I have my guys Mike and Aaron. We have we have uh, all kinds of people that listen to the pod all over the place, and I love it. I love that we had somebody tweet us from the draft tonight. Uh, I actually want to find out who that is. So, I'll, we uh, love when this happens when we have these honorary locked on Mavs reporters that are around the like this happened over the past couple of seasons when people who listen to this pod are at our way arenas and they're tweeting they're like hey I'm reporting here for locked on Mavs we had somebody tonight in the green room uh, that was or in the draft building tonight we had somebody that reached out for that Nebraska guy talking about Roby we love hearing Oscar from people. shout out to Oscar who is at Barclay Center. The listens to Locked On Mavs. Shout out to Oscar. He was there. I retweeted his picture. He Let's was there, Oscar. ready for the Mavericks to to draft. And uh, man, it was, it was awesome. So I got all that being said, I got Mike and uh, and Aaron DMing me immediately after the uh, after the draft and saying, "Hey, we <laughs> Mike had season tickets to watch Nebraska, and Aaron <laughs> said I watched." Isaiah Roby up close for three years. He's also there in Nebraska. We have, we have Nebraska people. I did not know we had Nebraska people listening to the podcast. I didn't. Either. But hey, there's not a team there, so they got to they have to choose right, and they chose correctly yeah. with the Mavericks. So, um, he was he played a ton of five in Nebraska, and this is from Aaron and Mike. This is not from me. I didn't watch him or anything, but he played a ton of five. He was miscast, and so I think the Mavericks gonna be able to slide him back into that four, maybe three. He'll get to play some five, possibly. Like he could. You know, in certain backup lineups, he'll be able to play that. Uh, but he's going to be able to, to slide back into that position. It's good for him. The one thing I liked seeing some of his clips and then talking to these guys was his ball handling. He, he the the comparison to Dwight Powell was brought up really quickly because he's you know he's six eight. He is super athletic. He doesn't rebound that well. He can defend you know out in space a little bit. He's the better defender than Dwight Powell, but he's just this kind of you know springy athletic kind of you know, forward that 
can kind of shoot, right? Like that's, that's Dwight Powell. <laughs> but what what Isaiah Roby can do is he can handle the ball. He mm-hmm. can he can take the he can grab a rebound and take the ball up himself. And that's not what Dwight Powell does. He's just not that's just not part of his game. And uh, Isaiah Roby can do that. He can also take the ball from the top of the key and say, you know, we've seen Dwight Powell get the ball at the top of the key and it's, he's shooting it or passing it, right? Like he, he doesn't have moves to go to the basket. Isaiah Roby can take it to the basket a little bit. So that that is something I'm also excited about because he's going to be able to space the floor uh, and hopefully be a threat from there if his three-point shooting, you know, if he can improve that a little bit. Uh, but he's also going to be a threat to, you know, you kick it out to him and he's going to be able to pump and drive too. And that's, that's exciting to me. Yeah. I don't, I think if you're looking at, at Finney Smith and Dwight Powell, I think he leans more towards Finney Smith than Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell is your athletic rim rolling center type of player. I think Roby's going to play more of the Finney Smith type of role. And he's not the rim roller type of guy that Dwight Powell is, but he's a little bit more fluid on the wing than Dwight Powell is. So he's a little bit, I think he leans more towards Finney Smith. I think there is some encouraging signs with the shot. You know, last year, not this, not his junior year, but his sophomore year, he shot 40% from three. Now, he only shot one three a game compared to his junior year in which he doubled that and shot two and a half threes a game. And that's where he shot 33%. But it at least shows that maybe on a smaller sample size, like his sophomore year, he played 24 minutes a game. His junior year, bigger role, started every game, he played 31 minutes a game. So if maybe it, it could be a thing to where, hey, lower his you know role a little bit, bring his minutes back down, and you know he could be shooting a higher percentage from three at that point. So, And he also he dealt with some plantar fasciitis during the summer, uh, and he also suffered a groin injury during the season. So he was dealing with a little bit of that kind of stuff. Hopefully he comes in. The Dallas medical staff will help him, you know, get fixed up 100 percent and be able to, to work on that. And then, you know, he's also in college, so he'll be able to work full time on his game now. Maybe the shot is something that he can work on fully. Uh, I also like what uh, what Aaron sent me. Aaron Thrash sent me. Um, he he's he's from a small town in Illinois. He's a very humble kid. One of the best kids we've had come through at Lincoln. He has potential. His fit with Dallas, blah blah. blah. But I just like that he's he's a, a great guy. And that just seems like another thing that the Mavericks are putting a premium on. Um, with there's the Rock- a great story on NBC. I think it was NBC Sports about his background it, from a, a small town Dixon outside of Chicago. Uh, it's a really cool story about just how he uh, how he was raised and working at this restaurant, and um, his mom played a huge role for him, and just how this super small town. He's, he wasn't supposed to come out of that. He wasn't supposed to be here. And where he got right now, um, it's just a really cool story. So I'm, you can find Just find it somewhere. With the Rockets and the Celtics, we've seen now that you cannot – analytics cannot measure chemistry on a team. And you mm-hmm. can't measure how good of a guy is or how chill a guy is to be around. And that's one thing where you look at – you look at like, for example, Chris Paul's career, and we're gonna see he's one of the best point guards ever, right? Just his statistics, you know, all the accolades, all that kind of stuff. Maybe not the playoff success, but from from his whole body of work, he's one of the best point guards ever. And yet, team after team, the, the Hornets, the Clippers, and now the Rockets, he's become this disgruntled guy because it's hard to hang out with them. It's hard, you know, it's hard to 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 play with them. And the Mavericks are putting a premium on on good guys, right? Like, like yeah. They loved Harrison Barnes, and so if they're going to trade to Harrison Barnes, they're getting back Justin Jackson. They bring in Jalen Brunson. They get, you know, yeah, 
Uh, they bring back their vets, like Devin Harris. We want Devin Harris back all the time. We have J.J. Bray all the time. Now they're picking this guy. I mean, they they really they want – they don't have any, like, knuckleheads, right? <laughs> like, it just doesn't seem like they really want to take risks on any guys like that. Well, they're, yeah, cut from the same cloth, the Harrison Barnes, Dwight Powell, Jalen Brunson, there is a type of um, player that they really target with that. And they have a huge emphasis in their front office with DK. And they even have a, a guy that works with um, with their Mavs gaming team of just this whole uh, psychological um, pathway to when they interview players and different. They really focus a lot on that. Um, I would say this about Roby, too. He... The combine really, really helped him. That was a guy that who came into the combine, and when you look at some articles, you look at some different people's takeaways of what uh, what happened at the NBA Combine uh, in Chicago. He was he was on a lot of guys' list of guys that like helped their stock that really stood out. You look at some of his measurements; he had less than forty percent body fat. Uh, I tweeted that out a little bit t- tonight, and somebody wrote me back and was like, "Bro, I think you got that number wrong." Uh, because that's something from like a, a body lifter or something like that's nuts. And I just sent him the link from the NBA combine of like the you know, thing and it's 3.9% body fat. Um, now I think he does, he might need to put a little bit of weight on him uh, to really succeed at that f- maybe four position at the next level. But that's what it was. But you look at some of his, uh, his other things at the combine, he was uh, second among Fords in lane agility. He was second in three corner, three quarter sprint. He was fourth in the shuttle run, fourth in standing vertical leap. Uh, so, he really in in the scrimmages. I think one of one of the scrimmages he had ten points, five boards, an assist, and two blocks. And another one he had fifteen points, six boards, two assists, two steals, a block. Like he would, he he was just a guy that was all over the place. And so yeah, coming out of the combine and what 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 was one thing that we really pushed a lot? Or we uh, if we had to try to make a prediction of what Dallas would do with their thirty seventh pick, which turned into forty five, is. The, <laughs> Preaching all along, I think that they will go with a Jalen Brunson type at the wing spot. And how much more could you get more like Jalen Brunson than a 21-year-old who just played three years of college in Isaiah Roby that's 6'8"? That's that's exactly where Jalen Brunson was at after three years of college. This guy that could step in and have an impact. How much, you know, how many minutes Isaiah Roby's going to get next year? I have no clue. We, we got to see how they build the rest of this roster. But... You picture this guy as, hey, can he be a forward wing version of a Jalen Brunson that's an older college guy that could step in and be this versatile forward defender uh, that, you know, long term, high ceiling, you know, high. Uh, outcome or high ceiling of Roby is man you're looking at this uh, I I'm not well I don't even want to go there because I don't want to like try to comp or anything but just this a guy that could potentially if you do if everything hits with Roby is there a world in which Porzingis is playing the five and Roby is playing this like small ball four that can switch and defend and play that role alongside you know Porzingis that's what that's like long-term high ceiling for him yeah, I think maybe in spurts. I think I think you want him to be like Montrezl Harrell, that kind of a role. He's not. He doesn't play that style, but you you hope that he can be like this, you know, overqualified like bench player where he can defend multiple positions. He can finish. He can uh, you know run pick and rolls with JJ or Brunson, and he can pick and pop eventually. You know things like that. He can maybe space the floor. He'll grab rebounds and push on a bench unit. That's that's the kind of guy. I mean, 
that's an interesting piece right there. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And the biggest questions with the shot, at least for me, that's why immediately yeah. when it happened, I wasn't fully in love with it because there were some other guys like a Terrence Davis, um, like a, well, there was a few other guys that were still on the board at that time that I'm like, oh, okay, Dallas could really um, push for that. Uh, but the guy the Lakers got. Yeah. Taylor Horton Tucker. So like a guy like that who, you know, but I think that's where the, what when it comes down to what Dallas was prioritizing. You have Isaiah Roby, who's who's six eight, who's twenty one years old, who could probably step in right now. But compared to a Taylor Horton Tucker, who's eighteen years old, who's probably going to take some time. Who his physical frame at six four seven two wingspan, super impressive. But he's going to be super raw. You're going to have to take time with that. So I think Roby's a guy that they target and be like, man, this is a super versatile guy that we, we know we can throw in there, defend multiple positions, and the big bet is that shot. And I think you tweeted out uh, a Mike Smith's video of a slow motion of his shot, and it, you see the shot. When you see the shot, it's not ugly. Like uh, It has good form. It kind of looks like Dwight Powell's. No, uh, seriously. No, no, no. And that, it does, but we've always talked about how Dwight Powell's form looks good. Yes, we always have. So like, is there a, a bet on that shot? We'll see. I mean, you know, with Finney Smith, they had to restructure that shot. They had to, you know, try to fix that and alter some different mechanics with that shot. With Roby, I think the shot looks good. We just got, they just got, I don't, we'll just see if he shoots it better. We'll see what he looks like in Summer League. With the the players that could be playing in Summer League, you know, with Brunson and Luca and those guys probably set, you know, out. You know, Roby could get an extended, you know, look this summer, and man, that's gonna be fun if he. How how much how much excitement would the Mavs fans have if he goes in summer league and kills it and he's super energetic, super bouncy, um, and just is all over the place and kills it summer league. And That'd that's be a, that's exciting. a place where a player like him can kind of shine, I think. Guy yeah. that if he grabs rebounds, takes it coast to coast, because transition defense is not great in summer <laughs> summer league, right? Um, yeah. and if they can get a good point guard playing with him, like maybe Jalen does play summer league, you know, we we don't know. If he does do that, then maybe you do get, you know, an awesome uh, synergy between the two of them. Uh, Darius Garland apparently is not going to play summer league. John Morant is not going to play summer league. I'd be surprised if Zion did. And uh, summer league is going to be very boring. Wow, I didn't know Garland and Zion. Well, man, if Zion- I'm guessing on Zion, but the other two that people have tweeted out tonight with sources saying that Garland isn't going to play and that John Morant isn't going to play. That's going to suck if Zion doesn't play. I really don't think he's going to. Hmm. Oh well. Job ja makes sense because I think he just had surgery, didn't he? Who's the guy that had the the blister on his foot that wouldn't do shooting drills? Oh gosh, I can't remember. <laughs> so many draft guys come through. All right, let's we we're way too long to take a break. Uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, let's discuss some of the rest of the moves that happened today. Or let's get into the trade stuff. Let's talk about the TJ Warren thing. We'll talk about trades. We'll move on from Isaiah Roby. When we come back, we'll talk about that. All right, Isaac. So earlier, can I say can I say one real, real quick thing? Sorry, <laughs> I just want to give a final word. On it. I'm excited for Roby. I think my excitement will grow once we dig into him a little bit more. This pod is obviously just our quick thoughts on Roby. I'm sure we'll dedicate a whole draft profile thing on Roby. Yeah, we'll do a post draft profile. Yeah, yeah, we'll dedicate a whole pod for him and really dive into it. This is just 
random stuff and random thoughts on him. But it's like I said before, I'm excited that he's a wing. I'm excited that he's a, a really good versatile defender. And he is a vet type of like a Brunson wing type that we've been pushing and really wanted them and really thought that they would get. Uh, the front office is super excited about his versatility and all that stuff. So uh, we're pumped. I'm pumped. I'm excited for it. It's not, I think I could have been more excited. I think there are a couple of guys that would have been like, I maybe it made sense more at the time, but I think I'll sell myself on it more. And I don't hate it. That's the thing. I don't hate it. Like, you asked me yesterday's pod, what is one guy in this range that you would be kind of, uh, and I said Carson Edwards because we have Brunson, all this stuff. At that point, I meant, man, okay, he put up 40 in, you know, he still played attorney game. Cool. Like, Roby, I'm, like, I'm fine with, and I'm, like, I'm excited about it. I'm not fully 100% in love with it, but I don't, like, hate it, hate it either. So I'm, like, right in between, and I'm sure he'll, you know, he'll be fine. So anyway, sorry, keep going. Let's move on to the biggest story of the day. Isaac, can we talk about this thing where the Tampa Bay Rays are going to split games with the Montreal Expos and be the, the, the Devil Ray Expos? That that whole thing screamed, hey, we don't make an, enough money in Tampa, so can we just get – we got to do something. It made me think well, if that could ever happen in the NBA and, like, Seattle got half a team, so you get 20, 20 home games. They play, like, 20 in Memphis and 20 in – Seattle, that would just be super weird. <laughs> be so weird. I mean, baseball it means, baseball kind of makes sense, but if it means Louisville would get a team, I'd be down. But also, <laughs> I, also, I do remember Montreal Expos growing up and Vlad Guerrero and Pedro Martinez and all these guys. So, like, also, I, I, also speaking of baseball, uh, Kawhi Leonard went to a, a Blue Jays game today in in Toronto. Cool, but they were playing the LA Angels, so who knows why he was there. Oh, Lord. Did you see Woj casually talk about Kawhi at the end of this draft stuff and the fact that he might take free agent meetings and he brought up Philly <laughs> and how he could meet with Philly? And I was like, yeah, well, hey, weird. Thought, thought that was a. Uh, they, they don't have the money for that, do they? <laughs> well, I guess I'm, I don't know if he's just like if Tobias and Jimmy walk, would they then? Anyway, he he list he he listed teams and he didn't list the Lakers. And I thought it was funny. Like he listed the the Knicks and Nets and Clippers and whatever. And <laughs> anyway, oh man. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start in the early morning before the draft? If Let's like start te- with what I was going to say before you so rudely interrupted me to make your last point. Oh, dang it! <laughs> so earlier today, the Mavericks were were apparently rumored by Tim McMahon. To be in on this T.J. Warren thing. Eventually, T.J. Warren gets traded to the Indiana Pacers with the 32nd pick for cash, basically giving Phoenix cap space. They really just wanted mm. to get off T.J. Warren, so they paid for a, almost a first-round pick to get off of his money. Uh, T.J. Warren is making, well, like 10.8 this year. He's making like 11-something next year and 12 the year after that. Uh it, at in the moment, were, did you want T.J. Warren on the Mavericks? It all one. I've been a I've been a fan of T.J. Warren ever since he came out of NC State. You have. I watched, you've talked about I, him on this pod. I watched him torch in the ACC, and uh, I just think he is an, an underrated player. My whole thing with it is, if Courtney Lee was involved in the deal, I would have been down for it. So I think his contract is super favorable. And whether he is, uh, I think I would prefer him as this like scorer off the bench. Uh, 
his three-point shootings a little bit. Uh, I think maybe even – did you tweet about yeah, his three-point shooting? Yeah, it's so weird. So, basically, he shoots 40% for, for a season, and then he shoots 20% for two seasons, and then 40% again for another season. But this past year, he shot – you know, above 40% and he took like 4.8 per game. Uh, and before he was taking less than two per game. So it's just, there's just a huge mixed bag. Like who knows? And yeah. he's also playing in Phoenix. I mean, they didn't have a point guard last year. Yeah. So he's created yeah, so, a lot of stuff himself. So, yeah, I like, I mean the idea that he's 25 years old, he just scored 18 points a game and shot 42% from three and he is this wing, you know, this wing guy, and they're just giving him away for free. So in my mind, I'm like, heck yes. If there is a world in which we could trade Courtney Lee and swap the contracts and we give like if the if their pick wasn't if it was like Courtney Lee and 37 for TJ Warren to where it doesn't affect our cap space, but we're basically getting a guy in TJ Warren that would actually be in the rotation and play. Sign me up for that. I was completely down for that. But it now in hindsight, it looks like they were just, they really just wanted to just give him away. So at that point, the question became, would you take TJ Warren and would you sacrifice 10 million of your cap space for TJ Warren? And I just, I don't know. That's a tough question because the moment you do that, you're immediately out of any of the other big conversations, yep. whether it is, you know, Kemba or whoever it is. So if they think they're going the, you know, split it, split the money route, then I think it would have been fine. But I think it, my whole thing when Nick and I were texting, I was like, okay, I'm down with this deal. If we're a week and a half, two weeks into free agency, we didn't get anybody and we're just splitting our money at that point, I would be down with it then. So, But I didn't hate it. My funny thing about it was Mavs fans who, when the rumor came out, I saw so many Mavs fans who were like, TJ Warren, he shoots bricks. He's like Harrison Barnes. I hate this. Why would we be, you know, sacrifice cap space? And then, bam, the trade happens. And then Mavs fans are saying, oh, my gosh, why didn't we do this? They get why a second-round pick just for We could have got a second-round pick for free. Why didn't we do it? TJ Warren ain't that bad. Like I'm like, what, what are you saying? Like, where do we stand? And this, this is so. what I said to you when, at the time. When – we look at these trades. We can't look at them in a vacuum just because it is a good deal. So the Pacers made a good deal, right? Solid deal. Yes. Solid deal. They didn't have to give up anything. They gave up cash. And the cash, by the way, if anybody hears like cash considerations or jokes about how teams can buy a pick, like the Lakers pretty much bought a pick. They'll, they're sending a future second, I guess. But uh, teams get a certain amount of money. I think it's like $5 million or something like that that they can send and receive in trades. Uh, and, and do that kind of stuff. So they have a certain amount of money in the CBA. It's not just like Mark Cuban can, you know, spend whatever he wants to get it. They have a certain amount of money that they're allowed to use. So, um, and I think last year, didn't the Mavericks use all their money? I can't remember. I feel like that ran out of it last year, but anyway, so that's where, that's what cash considerations are. That's simply, simply put, obviously, but so they do this deal and you're like, okay, well they get a set, they get 32, which is almost a first round pick. And we could have used that. And, you know, TJ Warren is this wing guy scorer that we could use. Look, he's average 18 points. But also, you get the player. As soon as you get the player, and I don't care what, you know, his contract is, when you get the player and he's on the court with you, you have that player. <laughs> and he's not the he's not what the Mavericks need. He's not what the Mavericks need right now. He, they already have, uh, they already I have can, Tim Hardaway. I would Hardaway. like him off the bench. They have Tim Hardaway Jr. Now, yeah. now you're getting wing Tim Hardaway Jr., I would like. I would have liked him off the bench, though. I'd have been down. No, we already have 
Tim Hardaway Jr. that we're bringing off the bench. Oh yeah, yeah you. <laughs> I wouldn't have. But, mind, do, you, but do you see I what I mean? Mind. Though he's just he's redundant in that skill set, and he's a better three point shooter than Tim Hardaway. That's true. That's true. Uh, and he's not that great of a defender, and it's true. And so then now you're spending ten million dollars on that guy, um, and he's twenty five. I think he's gonna be twenty six. So he's kind of already what he's gonna be in the NBA. And there's not a ton of upside with that. And I, I was just not for it. I'd, I would rather take a big swing on something else and then maybe come up short than pay that guy for, for not just this year, right? You're paying him for two more years. So you're talking about your cap next year too. He's making 11.7 the year after that and then 12.7 basically. Uh, See, I wouldn't have been that. I wouldn't have been, yeah. I, I feel like that was okay to me. Which, yeah, if you're a fan of, of TJ Warren as a player – then sure, but to me, I just I don't want to be paying. Basically, you'd be paying thirty million dollars to T.J. Warren and uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm just not into. I mean, it's that. not it's not ideal. Just the idea of a twenty a twenty five year old who is shooting forty two percent from three and just scored eighteen a game. If you can get him for 10 to 11 million over the next under contract over the next two or three years, I would have been down for it for the right price. But if it was just for free, I'm not, I'm not willing to give up cap right now at this moment. The Mavs have agreed to terms with undrafted free agent from Penn state, Josh Reeves. Really? Where'd you see that? McMahon. Well, hello McMahon. So I'm, I was not into the TJ Warren thing. I understand that in a vacuum, it's a good deal, but I think that, you would not want to sign him for that, I don't think. <laughs> Just because it was a good deal in a vacuum doesn't mean that once you start putting the players together, then it would be awesome still. I don't think it would be awesome. I'm out. I was out on it. Mm, okay. That's just me. I could Yeah. I mean Pacers jumped on it and I mean I literally looked at it and I didn't like I didn't have any emotions, so I'm like, oh, okay, sure. I wasn't like pissed that the Mavericks didn't do it. I wasn't whatever. So Also, by the way. We didn't mention that the Mavericks also got two future second round picks for yeah. trading down from thirty seven to forty five. That was a that was a great deal that they did with Detroit. Yeah, I mean there were so many players on the board. Now they could have had Schofield, they could have had Bull Bull, they could have had um, I think Pascal at that point. Uh, I, th- I could be wrong, but they, could they have had Akpala at that point, or he could have went before. Uh, there was a handful of guys right there that they could have had at thirty seven. No, Akpala went thirty two. Okay, okay. Uh, and They could have had Gafford. They could have had uh, Pascal. Uh, they could have had Admiral Schofield. They could have had Bull Bull. Yeah, so like th- there there were guys there, and they looked at it and just said, I actually texted Nick. I was like, this looks like a, a moment for Dallas to uh, trade back and get another second and get somebody else. <laughs> um, but there was just so many players on the board, it, it kind of made sense. And Yeah, they picked up a couple more seconds, and – whether they draft, you know, with those guys or their throw-ins in a trade later on, we'll see. And uh, they got a guy in Roby that they really like. Yep. So it was a great deal. Like that deal. Um, other deals that went down. So Atlanta trades with the Pelicans, adding on to this crazy Lakers trade. Um, Atlanta gets the fourth pick, the fifty-seventh pick. They take on Solomon Hill's money, and they get a future second-round pick. The Pelicans. Get the number eight pick, the seventeenth pick, the thirty-fifth pick, and a Cleveland twenty twenty 
uh, protected first. So Atlanta trades it for this, and they go up and get DeAndre Hunter at four. What did you think about this deal at the time? This is remarkable deal. deal. Uh, I was I was kind of shocked that that Atlanta paid this price. It, this sucks that it was DeAndre Hunter because I really like DeAndre Hunter. I've hyped him on this podcast so much. And I think he will be a, a, an amazing fit in Atlanta. So I hate that it's that. But the fact that they were setting at eight and they gave up the eighth pick. So they basically traded the 17th pick, the 35th pick, and took on Solomon Hill, which I get he's going to be an expiring contract for all next year. And it's not like long-term money or anything. And on top of that, didn't they give up, you said, an, another first, like a future first? From, Cle- from Cleveland, yeah. Yeah, like a protected first move. Which, by up- the way, was the first that Cleveland sent to Atlanta for Kyle Korver that David Griffin traded. Dang. <laughs> Full so circle. Like, Full circle. David Griffin has all it back. Of, they gave up those four things to move up four spots for DeAndre Hunter. And, and he might have been there at eight. Yeah, I don't know how that would that would have played out, you know, if, if they just if they went a different route or they there might have, there might have been another trade, you know, on the table for them. And the full like if you pull out from a macro perspective and you look at the full thing now, I retweeted it, but they're like, "All right, this is what they turned they made they turned AD into." Yeah. I mean, you basically got another first in it, right? If you yeah, want to be you got technical 17, about it. And then you got 35 too in in the Cleveland first. So they turned that number four pick into, you know, eight, 17, 35, and a Cleveland first. So three firsts from that one first. Yeah. So, I mean, the question is if you're New Orleans, would you have rather had Garland or Culver? Um, would you rather have any of the, either of those two guys or DeAndre Hunter? Would you rather have any of those three guys or would you have rather had Jackson Hayes and Nickel Walker Alexander? And that's and plus all the other stuff, you know, that that the low key part of it is they shed Solomon Hill's contract. So now they have even more cap space this summer. Yeah. And not that, you know, they're a huge free agent destination, but they can make they, a move on a restricted guy. They can make a huge offer for like Malcolm yes, Brogdon. They can make huge offers on restricted guys. And I guarantee you, David Griffin's going to go out and make some super smart signing of like a, a mid tier a uh, younger guy that they could take a chance on and all that stuff. If you're a Pelicans fan right now, I know you just lost lost Anthony Davis, but you have to be – I would be thrilled right now if I was yeah. there. It's so much – like what they're doing – What da- David Griffin looks like a freaking mastermind right now. <laughs> he I won mean, executive it, of the year already. season hasn't yeah, even started yet. Unbelievable. And I get the Zion part was luck, but, but still, it, it was just what he's doing. and He stretched that deal out and – I think the bigger question for Atlanta is, well, well, now they get Cam Reddish at 10, and the deal with Luka is complete. It's Trey Young and Cam Reddish for Luka Doncic, and I feel pretty comfortable that we won that <laughs> Yeah, let's, so. uh, let's get into that. Actually, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get into that deal. The deal for Luka and Trey Young is finally done. We'll get into that, and then we'll talk about around the draft. We'll just go through some teams and say, what do you think about what they did, and uh, talk about that. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, everything else. All right, Isaac, so like you alluded to, the trade between the Mavericks and the Hawks is complete. The Mavericks get Luka Doncic, perennial all-star, all-NBA-level player who's going to win a finals MVP at least once in his lifetime. And the Hawks get Trey Young, who will be an all-star, who will not go far in the finals because he is a small guard that cannot defend. (laughs) And they get Cam Reddish. They take Cam Reddish with the 10th pick, 
uh, right after they traded up to get DeAndre Hunter. So uh, we talked about this before, and <laughs> this is what the Phoenix Suns did when they took Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender in the same draft. They cannibalized for them. They cannibalized each other because they just took two guys at the exact same position. You can't start both of them. Can you give equal time to both of those guys so that they can develop? I don't know. We'll we'll have to find that out. For Phoenix, it didn't obviously work. Phoenix is pretty terrible at drafting besides Devin Booker, but um it's just very that's just very weird to me this Atlanta move. Taking Cam Reddish along. I mean it's it's a swing. So they they get Hunter, who's their guy, who, you know, is gonna fit he's gonna fit awesome next to Trey Young and Herder and Collins. Yeah. But then you also take Cam Reddish, who is I don't like their big swing pick. Like his upside, his he has massive upside. Like he does have like Paul George upside. If he could, if he could, all of his physical tools and all of what he was in high school and all that stuff. If he can put it all together, he can be, you know, an awesome, awesome player. But they are I mean, taking a big swing here. They are, but I do think there's a world in which they are like an all daycare team, and it's Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, and John Collins. At you know, roll out that five and. Hey, you might win 12 games, but it's at least super fun and you're trying to develop guys. But they'll probably bring Cam off the bench. And yeah. I, okay, one, yes, I'm super confident that we you know, we won the trade. I think it's safe to say both sides, you know, Did both well. sides won in their own right and Atlanta's super excited for what they got and Trey Young's an awesome young player. Uh, I think as uh, as a Mavs fan, I would be I would have been more comfortable or more um more comfortable if it was like Jackson Hayes to where I think there's a ceiling on that. But there is also, I think a, there's a wide range of outcome for Cam Reddish because I am in the camp that I think Cam Reddish will be better in the NBA than what he was at Duke. I don't think he is Jeff Green. I think he will be a better uh, a better than Jeff Green in the league. Uh, so yeah, if there's a world in which Cam Reddish is a, gosh, a, you know, turns into some, I think that that, trade will be looked at a lot but Luca's gonna be amazing or he is amazing already so I think both teams are, are happy with it how Atlanta structuring their team is kind of fun kind of weird talking about flexibility though this team literally has like 65 million dollars in expiring contracts yeah I mean Kent Bazemore Alan Crabb now Solomon Hill those three Alex Lynn I feel like there's even another one I'm I'm forgetting. But like Bazemore and Alan Crabb are like 19 million each in expiring. Solomon Hill is like what 12 expiring? And then Plumley. you're looking at Miles Plumley 12 and a half. Miles Plumley another one. Alex Lynn's like four and a half. So talking about if there's a team that wants to get off a big contract, they're the, Atlanta's the team to call because they have the expiring contracts. Uh, I think you could probably see if they don't trade those that you could see a couple of those guys bought out, at, you know, before the de- or after the deadline, you know, halfway through the season. Um, are they a team to where if like Minnesota's like, hey, we want to trade Andrew Wiggins somewhere, uh, but we want to get off the contract? <laughs> Is Atlanta, uh, you know, a call or something like that? So they have a ton of flexibility moving forward. I just think that I like what everything they did. I like DeAndre Hunter. I like the swing for Cam Reddish. That's fine. But I just thought they paid a, a pretty hefty price to move up to four. Yeah, that move. They they basically did what the Mavericks did last year, right? <laughs> they paid a premium to move up to get a guy. And I just don't know if that's going to pay off. It's not going to pay off as well as the Mavericks one did <laughs> to move up two spots. But. Yeah, and, and where they're at at 10 with the camp thing, I mean, I don't know who else they were supposed to take. 
at that point. I mean, do you swing for P.J. Washington? He's kind of redundant with John Collins. Jackson Hayes is already off the board. I think if Jackson Hayes was, was there, I think it would have been a little different if they passed up on a glaring, hey, they don't have anybody that's kind of a younger center, a five-man to play alongside John Collins, and they passed him up for Cam Reddish. Um, I think that would have been a bigger conversation. But I mean, at that point, I think you have to take Cam Reddish because I think his upside is worth you know any any bit of the other ones. I guess they could have went with Goga, but Goga to Indy was kind of weird. Kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about what some things the other teams did. But yeah, here are the picks after Cam Reddish. So Cam Johnson... Yeah, your guy, your guy, PJ so Washington, excited. who we took twenty first in the locked on mock draft. Yeah, so he went pretty high. He's good. Um, Tyler Hero went to Miami. Mm. Romeo Langford went to Boston, and then uh, Seiko Dumbuya, who went to Detroit, which is kind of an interesting pick for them. That could be the first like steal if you want to be like quote. It could be, but so they're basically. I mean, he, him and Blake Griffin. Yeah, kinda, but I think he'll take he'll take a little bit of time though. Yeah, so they picked a project. And uh, they don't have any guards, so. <laughs> okay, that's true, yeah. So, uh, then Okiki went went 16 to Orlando. Chuma, got, who we did a second-round profile on. Wild. I think I was more, is it, is it, okay, is it dumb to say I was more shocked by that pick than Cam Johnson? Uh, No, I mean, you weren't, obviously, because you've been saying all year that Cam Johnson's a first-round pick. Oh, I am all about Cam Johnson. He literally is the best shooter in the draft. I love him. But I also watched like every minute of his college basketball career. <laughs> so Okiki shocked me at 16 because, I mean, the torn ACL and everything. I mean, yeah, we did a second round profile. I mean, that at 16, going over Alexander Walker and going over. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going to rant even more about Brandon Clark, but I can't go down that route right now. Yeah. Uh, but that's enough that we can talk about Atlanta. I mean, th- there wasn't a, th- this was the big swing for them, and the picks after them weren't super obvious. There wasn't a guy that they were like, oh, man, they missed on this guy. I'm sure five years from now we'll be saying different. But let's go down the line, and let's just do, like, rapid reaction on all. We'll do a bigger yeah. maybe deep dive on some of the draft guys. But let's just do rapid reactions. We've talked about Zion. We've talked about John Morant. We're excited about that. Um, let's do Let's do the other Memphis pick. Memphis traded oh to get 21, and they got Brandon Clark at 21. So they get Ja Morant with Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. That is that is exciting. For me, biggest winner of the draft, Memphis Grizzlies, outside of Zion. You, and it has a lot to do with how I stand on Brandon Clark. I literally said, if <laughs> I've been open on this pod, if Dallas got the third pick in this draft, I, I would have – Taking Brandon Clark over R.J. Barrett, and that's wasn't like, it. Charks that had him two on his big board. Yes, Charks had him two on his big board. I love Brandon Clark. Love him. I think he's going to be an uh, an um, like a solid, solid NBA player. The fact that Memphis walked out of this with Ja Morant and Brandon Clark to go with Jaron Jackson Jr. Talking about getting two solid, solid picks, and Brandon Clark is going to like Brandon Clark could be like an off the bench super energy guy for a lot of teams. But like there's a world in which he is like really good and he can play with Jaron Jackson Jr. And I just love I absolutely love what Memphis did. Getting getting Ja and Brandon Brandon Clark and Jaron Jackson Jr. Like they're one of they're immediately one of my favorite league pass teams. I'm gonna watch it. Talking about how fast they're gonna run and for two know, months and then they'll lose a ton of games and get boring. 
True. <laughs> but they got, you know, Brandon Clark, they got Brandon Clark because of the Conley trade. And however yeah. you want to feel about Grayson Allen, but they basically got Grayson Allen, Brandon Clark, Jay Crowder. Pick next year. And a pick next year for Mike Conley. They have Dylan Brooks. Dylan, not Marshawn. Uh, they have Dylan Brooks. <laughs> The, yeah, the corpse. <laughs> so, but like, I'm not, I'm not, not mentioning Chandler Parsons because that just that young core of Ja Jackson, Brandon Clark, Grayson Allen, Dylan Brooks, like that's five guys right there. That I mean, it was just two years ago that you didn't know if you had a future. You know, yeah, it was just two years ago they had Mark Gasol and Conley, and like, oh, they're aging. Um, they're like all of that stuff, and now. Look how exciting this young core could be for them moving forward. I just, I really, really liked what Memphis did in this draft. Yeah, they got, they have a really interesting future now. Uh, they got your, they got your nemesis. Who? Kyle Anderson. Oh, I forgot all about him. So Darius Garland at five. I, I okay. I think it was the ESPN crew. They asked their biggest winner of the night, and one of them is either Chauncey or whatever. Which man. Chauncey had a night, man. ESPN had a night. <laughs> Let's just be real about that. Mike Schmitz should have been on my TV a little bit more. Why did I see more of Bobby Marks than I saw of Mike Schmitz? Yes, correct. Which I and I like Bobby Marks a lot, but this is not his time. No, it's not his time. I wasn't here for Chauncey and and their like comps. For all of that, I, I really liked the parent aspect that I literally started like tearing up with Zion's and stuff. Genius. I mean, I was all here for Genius that. Genius producing to, to decide to bring up the, whether that was on, um, oh, dang it. What was, was, who's the girl that was doing the interviews? I can't remember. Oh my she did a really good job. She though. did great. I really liked it, whether that was her decision or that was a producer decision to say, hey, bring up a parent. Or bring up somebody when they're doing a interview after they got drafted. That was just genius. I mean, some of them were awkward, aka Wendell Carter, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm excited for you <laughs> to be he here, man." He didn't know that he was supposed to go up there, and he was like, like <laughs> creeping in the background, and she was like, "Yeah, yeah, come here." Oh, Maria Taylor. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Her, she's great, her, right? Yeah, I just didn't like the the whole crew that was sitting there. Just that whole like squad. ESPN that, is running out of personalities. It. They don't that's, have personalities. That's a scary comment. They don't have personalities. That's that's the thing. When they used to have like Simmons with Magic Johnson, I mean, those are huge personalities to put on that. And then with like, Jalen, you know who I would have preferred? I would have preferred Rosillo, Jay Williams, Zach Lowe. I would have liked. Zach Lowe would have been guys. hilarious because he doesn't know any of these people like me. That's true. He doesn't. But like Mike Smiths. Um, I don't, I, I didn't okay. Mike Schmidt Schmitz needed to be at the table. Yeah, I didn't mind Jalen Rose that much. I just Chauncey was just kind of boring for me. Jalen wasn't on the draft, but he was on like countdown and stuff. But they're just okay. running out of guys that make things interesting. Like Chauncey Billups doesn't make things interesting. Yeah, Jay Billups is is fine. He's there for information. Oh yeah, Jay Billups. No, I'm out on him too. I, I replaced <laughs> Jay Billups with Jay Williams, but. One of them said that their biggest winner was Cleveland. And yeah, well, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, and okay, I like Darius Garland as a prospect. He is kind of a swing, you know, just swing for the fence guy because he only played a handful of games. But I think his fit with Sexton's really, really weird. I guess they're super. One of them tried to say that they're going to try to create a Portland version in the East with that. That's kind of weird to me, but oh well, I guess it could work. But then they're like picks later on. I, I guess you're going value at Kevin Porter at 30. 
He could have went a lot higher. Sure, I get it. Dylan Windler from Belmont. He can shoot the lights out. Sure. I don't know. I just I was more in love with what what Memphis did than than Cleveland. Yeah, the Cleveland thing with with Garland is very interesting to me. I guess I mean Cleveland is in a position. We've talked about this a lot with with the Mavericks that even when they had Dennis Smith Jr., they should just pick best available. If they if that yeah. was a point guard, if they thought that that Trey Young was better, they should probably have picked Trey Young, right? Yeah. Just because he was better, <laughs> just because he's a better player, you want to come up with the best player available. And maybe they just yeah. thought that was the best player available, and they just went with that. And it might cannibalize their player, but he has a higher upside. And so they took that's that's different to me than taking two guys at the same position in the same draft. AKA Minnesota. AKA what or what uh what Atlanta just did. Oh, okay. I was going the Johnny Flynn Ricky Rubio route. <laughs> or Phoenix. Uh, or Phoenix did before, but, but yeah. I will say I really like the Culver pick for many. I like that. Yeah, I think they tried to get up to get to get Darius Garland though. Uh, yes, I, when that first happened, I thought that's exactly what they were doing. But I like the Culver pick for him. I like his fit with Towns moving forward, especially if they can get off Wiggins. Uh, did you like the price that they gave up Sarge to move up to, to six? Yeah, I think Sarge is a restricted free agent after next year. So they're, they're okay. getting one year of Sarge. Um, and and I, in hindsight, I like Sarge's fit next to Aiden. Yes, I like that. I also liked it next to Towns, but, you know. Hey, that's true. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, they get they get Culver, which is cool. Uh, Culver and some people said that drafting Culver means that Wiggins is gone. I, I mean, that's. A, <laughs> I don't know if Culver impacts that. But. Yeah, I feel like they would have tried to done that to do that before, but <laughs> yes. Uh, going down the going down the line, uh, your guy Kobe White goes to Chicago. Yeah. They get their point guard. Freaking love him. Natural fit, just lock that pick in and, and roll with it moving forward. So, <laughs> But, man, we got to go. The Rui pick at nine. Well, yeah, Jackson Hayes going to the Pelicans. That's, that's a yeah, good pick. They got to – I'm, I'm worried that they have a starting five right now, right? They have uh, Lonzo with Drew, Ingram, Zion, and Jackson Hayes. That's their starting five right now, and it never ends up like that. Anytime we've ever – I feel like we've ever had one of these – where you get it's disrespectful to Jalil Okafor. Two rookies in the starting five on on the you know the start of the season. I feel like that never happens. I don't know why, but just feel like something's going to change with them. But they they have cap money. They're going to go out and get somebody. Whether it's a vet at center, they're going to go out and get somebody and bring one of those guys off the bench. Yeah, I just so. don't think that's going to be their starting five. That's all to say about that. But I like the pick. The Rui Hachimura was very interesting. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't super, super uh, high on him, and I, it's, to me, I thought I thought he was a late lottery pick in the teens pick. Um, I like Brandon Clark, same Gonzaga teammate, uh, same team. Uh, I like Brandon Clark way more than than Rui. Um, yeah, it was just kind of a surprise. If Washington, yeah, he, yeah, that 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 pick <laughs> just kind of surprised me some. I, also if I was Washington, I would have went with Cam Radish over Rui. They also don't have a GM right now, so. Very true. Very true. They also apparently they, never worked him out or never interviewed him. Never spoke got, to him. Never said they one got freaking word to him. Schofield too, didn't they? Did Stupid. They? Yeah, they shouldn't be allowed to. Poor Schofield. Then we get the Cam Reddish pick. Cam Johnson went to uh, Phoenix at eleven. That was your big, big, your big win of the uh, of the predictions. 
Okay, it was super shocked. I didn't. I wasn't drafting this high, probably. I mean, that was super, <laughs> super, super high. Uh, I thought he was a late lottery teen pick and all that. Eleven was huge, uh, considering that. Hey, Phoenix did say, "Hey, we'll take Sarge and move down to 11. You do have some of these other guys on the board, uh, but I. I mean, once again, you ask you ask yourself the question. Yes, Brand, Brandon Clark was still on the board at that point. Uh, but you do ask yourself a question: Is there that big of a separation between some of these other guys and and Cam Johnson? Uh, Doom Boya is still on the board at that point. Nikhil Walker ex- or Alexander Walker is still on the board. Some of these guys are still on the board that I get. I think a lot of people would have t- taken them over Cam Johnson. But Cam Johnson is six eight and can shoot the lights out. <laughs> lights out. So they need they need shooting. Everybody needs shooting. I don't care about his age. The age stuff pisses me off anyway, so I don't care that much about that. So, <laughs> Frank Isola just tweeted, everyone loves their pick until they realize the player is not as tall as Maria Taylor in sneakers. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's super funny. Um, yeah. Cam Johnson goes super high. It uh, was super shocking, yes. P.J. Washington, another one that went pretty high, we thought, to Charlotte. Uh, I was I was all down for PJ that. Washington PJ with Washington with Miles Bridges, are they? What are, what are we doing? Uh, I that? think Miles is a little bit short. I think Miles is more like six six. PJ should be around six eight six nine. I think he's a long term forfeit. He's he's like their um, mega version of what Marvin Williams should have been. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Hero going to Miami shooter. They, they sure. shooter. I you don't can... really care what Miami's doing at all. Yeah, I don't either. Romeo Langford to Boston. Yikes. That feels like James Young again, all over again. Bro, did you just come up with that? Yeah. That's solid. I didn't think about that. I mean, Holy crap, they're both lefty all, too, ain't they? It made me think of all the times that Bill Simmons was talking about James Young and how he loves James Young. <laughs> I, I wonder how Bill feels about this draft. <laughs> he hated it. Did you, you didn't see no. his tweets? Okay, before no. the... <laughs> Before the uh, the draft, he had like his favorite guys. One of them was Tybal, and they drafted him, and they didn't, they didn't take him, and they, and they traded, traded him. him. They drafted him and traded him. Who is another one of his guys? I'm gonna try to find the tweet real quick. Oh, Hero Claxton, Jerome, uh, Ty Jerome, and uh, Matthias Tybal were his four guys that he really liked. They drafted both Hero and Tybal, and they traded him. <laughs> uh, no, they didn't. No, they didn't draft a Hero. They drafted uh, Jerome. And traded him. Oh, they drafted Jerome. But, but they, but still, they passed yeah, on Hero. They, yeah, yeah, they so, passed on him. Or something. Anyway. I mean, the Langford it's thing. So he funny, was just <laughs> Langford was just supposed to be better than what he was at Indiana. I, he, I, I get the upside in it, but. He's a guy it, that I've actually seen in person. He was at a lot of those Adidas camps, and I loved I loved his feel. I loved his, uh, I felt like his shot was going to be really good, but yeah, he dealt with a thumb injury this year. You can even tell in the, the highlights, he just had that, that splint or the cast or whatever on his thumb that was just so who knows but. i would have went i would have went with dumbuya over him i would have went with goga over him uh tybul over him definitely brandon clark i literally tweeted out and said brandon clark's literally gonna fall in boston's lap at like 14 they passed him three different times i guess yes why why but anyway okay well second dumbuya going to detroit we talked about that a little bit that's a big project for them they're yeah they're going long term uh dumbuya and thon maker in the front court you in Sure, sign me up. Chumo Kiki, hey. oh, Chumo Kiki, going to the uh, the Magic. They have a type, right? They just have a type. They want anybody that's that can weird. play defense, can kind of hit a shot, but doesn't really have a huge offensive game. That's who they draft. True. 
I thought it was a little bit of reach, but oh well. I liked Okiki. Why? Because so. we did a draft profile of him thinking we could maybe get him at 37. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Shea Gilgis-Alexander's uh, brother going to the Pelicans. He's solid. Yeah, cool. Solid. There's a okay. lot of people like him. So Goga going to the Pacers. Yeah. Fascinating. Super surprising because, I mean, we haven't even mentioned him yet, but like Nas Little fell way far than what he should have. And when Indiana came up and you had Brandon Clark, Tybal, Grant Williams, and Nas Little all four on the board, I'm like, Indiana's legit about to get a solid like wing slash forward guy. And they take Goga and it just makes you wonder, does this mean that Sabonis or Turner is going to get dealt sometime? If not, they just went best player available, I guess, and saying, hey, we're just going to bring bring you off the bench. I mean. Because they already have this logjam at center. And Dick Vitale's trade apparently didn't go through. If you saw Dick Vitale <laughs> tweeting out that. You said that to me, I died laughing. Is it still up? I don't know. Okay, Dick Vitale tweeted this earlier today. He tweeted this at 3.30 Eastern time. On draft day, the Pelicans, to me, made a super trade in moving to number 10 in the draft. In addition, getting Miles Turner, they will get a talented player at 10 as they would at number 4. It's just a matter of preference. So apparently the trade, according to Dick Vitale, the college basketball analyst, was the Pelicans were trading down from 4 to 10 and they are getting Miles Turner. Which, by the way, a steal, a steal of a trade for the Pelicans. Getting Miles Turner... Uh, yes, Miles Turner and Zion <laughs> would have been six amazing. Uh, oh man! So that trade didn't go through apparently. So who knows? Who knows what's going on with that? Um, but yeah, the Goga thing is interesting to me because they they don't have like any players in their roster. They have to re-sign a whole bunch of guys, and their two of their best players are centers that they already can't play together. So yeah, I th- I feel like they're kind of a more of a you draft for fit, but I yeah I could be wrong. And then, yeah, super weird. And then uh, our yeah. guy at 19, Samanwich, goes to the Spurs. This is very high to me. I mean, I want to say it's high, just in, but it's like one of those things where, like, okay, cool, in my mind it's high, but for San Antonio, I, I, yeah, I mean, they see something and they like it and they're probably going to turn him into the Hall of Famer. And yeah, <laughs> Who's the better Luka in 10 years? No. Now, I think the Luka rivalry between the two Texas teams is super funny, and I think Luka Doncic even tweeted about him tonight or something, too. So, the fact that he ended up in Texas at one you know, one of the Spurs or <laughs> Rockets is super funny. I just can't wait for Luka to just yam on him one game. How long until the Spurs fans are saying, we have the better Luka? It's probably already happening tonight. You're probably on Spurs Reddit right now. Yes. Uh, any thoughts on Matias Tybel going to the Sixers? Apparently, they liked him so much that they traded up to try and, and get him. Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, he was just. I, I think Philly needs shooting. Yes, and they did not get so him. So he's not the best outside shooter, but he's a really good defender. And sure, take your take your shot at it. Memphis talked about getting Brandon Clark, Grant Williams going to Boston. This is also somebody that uh, we were thinking about drafting in the locked on drafts but Boston getting him. Stop me if you have any thoughts on any of these. Darius Baisley going to OKC. I thought that was a little surprising. They moved down two spots. They gave up uh, their pick 
you know, two two spots to move down. They didn't fully move out to dump salary. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they take Baisley. Baisley is one of, like the highest. Hey, let's just swing for it because he didn't. You know, he took all of last year off for the internship. But um, the internship. Sure. I mean, I, I thought that they would go with more of a play now guy. You know, a guy who can step in and play right now. I don't know if Baisley's that type. I think. He could legit play with the. Is it the blue? Their D League team. Yeah. OKC Blue. Mm-hmm. I think he'll get time with the blue this next season. Yeah, that's. A, but, but he could be special though. So. Which is pretty funny if he does get a bunch of time with the blue because he could have just played in the G League this year, but decided yeah. not to. He's gonna eventually do it anyway. Ty Jerome going to Phoenix. They they get a point guard, I guess. Yeah, this is one they made the trade. <laughs> they made a trade for also so. I don't, what Phoenix did, they did so much moving around, and they gave up. The fact that they gave up TJ, I got to see what Phoenix does in free agency because if they don't land somebody decently good, I think this could be, a, I don't want to say disastrous, but. How about a fail? A huge fail. A huge yeah. fat fail. I mean, they could have had Culver and, you know, at six. They could, well, they could, they just moved down and picked up Sarge. They gave away TJ Warren in 33 yeah. for nothing. Yeah. Um, then they, they gave up a first, they gave, like, they gave up a first that they owned from another team to move up to get Ty Jerome. Um, yeah. So find the tweets of, this is what Phoenix had like in and out. There's been a few, uh, Phoenix like reporters who tweeted those two things side by side. And it's kind of wild what they gave up and what they walked away with. But I like Ty Jerome. I think he's a, a, a decent fit alongside Booker as far as they need somebody that can, you know, play make too. Yeah, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, Nas Little going to Portland. Apparently, according Ugh. to uh, Rosillo, Portland had Nas Little at twelve on their board. I think a decent amount of teams had him higher than this. Like it, yeah. As far as value, I don't think there's a better pick in the draft. As far after you know those first handful of picks, Nas Little at this spot to Portland. Super. I mean, the definition of a steal. I know, make fun of me because he's a Carolina guy, but yeah, perfect. I love the situation that he's going to. I like uh, the fact that I mean, he's going to go in and compete with Mo Harkless. He's going to be with Evan Turner. Uh, does Alfred Camino? That what does this say for him? Like maybe they let him go if you know if Little's looking great. Like we don't. Like there, there could be a a role for a big role for him on a good team next year, and I think that's awesome for Little. I love Nas Little. Dylan Windler goes to Cleveland. Uh, the Clippers get a guy sure. that I've never heard of that I cannot pronounce his name. Oh uh, yeah, he's the nephew of uh, Dikembe. He's a super. He's he kind of reminds me of like a like a Ben Wallace type. He's kind of a shorter center guy, but he's like super energetic, super fun guy. I mean, I, I didn't mind it. I guess. The Warriors get Jordan Poole, the Spurs get Keldon Johnson, and the Cavs get Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, Nick Claxton falls out of the first round, goes 32. That shocked me. I thought Nick Claxton was going higher, especially with him getting the green room invite and all that. I thought that was kind of weird that he fell that far. Go through uh, the Mavs, obviously trade out of their spot. Uh, Daniel Gaffer goes to the, the Bulls. The Golden State Warriors get their guy, finally. Yeah, they're Dealey guy. They're all about. Admiral Schofield goes to the Wizards. The Mavs could have had Ooh. him. 
I know we won. I like Akpala too. Akpala fell a little bit farther than I thought he would too. I didn't think we'd have a shot at him. We didn't. He went 32. Oh, okay, that's true. Never mind. <laughs> Bowl Bowl goes to Denver. Uh, is it ironic that a guy named Bowl is going to Colorado to play for a team called the Nuggets? And he was supposed to be drafted higher than he went. <laughs> I love all your jokes. <laughs> uh, Taylor Horton Tucker goes to the Lakers. Uh, and there you go. Any other thoughts on the draft? Kind of went through the big, no, I the mean, big points. Uh, yeah, Bull Bull fallen so far. Uh, I was super sad for him. I just thought it was kind of sad. And He looked um, so sad walking up to the stage. I mean, he just looked he did. defeated. And but you know it, it kind of obviously this wasn't as bad for for Michael Porter Jr. But you see, I mean, he fell to what fourteen last year, and he could have, I mean, he could have been top two or three pick last year if he was fully healthy. And you look what happened, what they did this year with him. They set him out, so you know that they're talking to Bowl Bowl tonight and saying, "Hey, Porter's about to make his debut. We did this all of last year. Whether you need more, I don't know what his recovery looks like, or if he's good to go right now, or what all that looks like. But <laughs> do we have two opposite centers in Bol Bol and Jokic? Yeah. <laughs> How funny is that? But there's a couple. Uh, there's a couple of guys that that went undrafted that that kind of surprised me with the you know Jonte Porter. I thought he would get drafted. Um, you know, Terrence Davis, like I said, that, you know, I, I haven't heard anything where he's going yet. Right now, as we're recording this, different, you know, names are dropping. The uh, Dort, did he go somewhere? I thought you said maybe during this pod that he signed yes, somewhere. Yes, I can't remember. Of Arizona State. But, um, yeah, there's Shamari Pons, Nas Reed. I think he went to uh, Minnesota. Two-way contract with OKC. Okay, okay. Uh, I think it was Gavoni who we said at the very beginning, where Nick said when he saw it come through that uh, McMahon tweeted out that Josh Reeves that the Mavericks uh, had they did you know, signed Josh Reeves. It's apparently uh, a two way contract. Yes, so Gavoni has I just seen that the fact that he's a two way that means one of Costas or Macon uh, is out of that two way spot. Um, once again, we'll talk more about what Josh Reeves looks like, but. Uh, Ever, what I'll know about him is he was a four-year guy from Penn State. He is 22 years old, uh, so he kind of does fit that wing Jalen Brunson type thing. He's uh, he's six four, six seven wingspan, uh, just really known for his defense. And as far as if you want to say a three knee guy, but he he doesn't have the three part really. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want to take a shot at the three point percentage he shot his freshman year at Penn State? 36. Seven. Seven. 7%. Uh, but then it upped. His sophomore year uh, was 32, junior year 37, and then his senior year last year he shot 35% from three. So um, he just kind of fits that. You know, he's a, he's a versatile defender, but uh, he's a little bit smaller. You know, Roby's 6'8", uh, Josh Reed's a 6'4", but, uh, you know, We'll see what he looks like in that in that two way spot. He's obviously going to probably play summer league, but we'll talk more about him in you know the coming days or week or whatever. For sure, we have free agency to prep for. Oh boy, it's stressful. We understand. There's lots of things happening, lots of moving pieces. This was a long podcast, but I'm hope I hope you guys. Gosh, what are we enjoy. at right now? We are at an hour fifteen. Oh snap! David's going to kill us. No, he's not. <laughs>
No, he's not. This was definitely worth it. Because you know, we had to talk for an hour and 15 minutes about the number 40 pick that we got. <laughs> That's true. Are we... Should we put it up for like debate whether we should record over the weekend or not? Do people want pods over the no, weekend? No, this is not a debate. We're doing more pods. Oh, all right. We're doing it. People love pods. We're, they do love pods. That is very true. There you go. We'll be back probably tomorrow. Guys, thanks so much for joining us on Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Welcome Isaiah Roby.